0: You have heard that it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Thanks, Niren. Well, before Sam comes and speaks to us from God's word, we're going to stand and sing together the song, The Battle Belongs to the Lord. Would you join me? Let's stand to sing. Sam, let me pray with you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity now, this morning, to just sit and hear from you through your servant, Sam. We want to pray for that which you've been helping her mull over and study in recent weeks, that it will really come out clearly to us as a word from you. And that what we hear may be applicable to all of our lives and really help us and encourage us and challenge us in our walk with you. So bless dear Sam now. Pour out your spirit afresh upon her. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark. Just have a sip of water before I start. So good morning, everyone. When the kids were uh, showing their shields earlier, one of the kids had um, a picture of Cinderella on there, and I was thinking, wow, that's a story of being unfairly treated, isn't it? And this is what this sermon's gonna be about. But she was waiting for somebody to save her, and it was the fairy godmother that came (laughs) to her rescue. But it's God who comes to our rescue, isn't it? It's God that we hope in. And When we were singing that song earlier, The battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. And I wonder, are you going through a battle at the moment? Are we going through a battle at the moment? Are you going through a conflict? Is there a situation where somebody's come up against you, maybe said something about you that's not true? Are you being treated unfairly in some way? Someone called you a liar, or said that you're a bad parent, or a bad grandmother, a bad brother, a bad sister. Has somebody come to you in the workplace and said you're no good at your job, you shouldn't be there. Because I know things like that happen all the time, don't they? And it's tough, it's so tough, because we don't always know what to do. I don't know about you, but usually my reaction confess, as I usually want to argue. <laughs> if someone says something untrue about me, straight away I want to prove them wrong, <laughs> come up with an argument so they'll change their mind and that they'll like me or that they'll think differently. And you know that's okay. There was times in Jesus's life where he came against the religious leaders. And he called them hypocrites, actually, when they came to him and said that he shouldn't be healing on the Sabbath. He stood up and he knew their hearts. He knew that they were corrupt and he questioned them. So there is is time where that's appropriate. But there's times when that's not the right answer. And sometimes we need to just not say anything at all and just hope in the Lord but he'll fight that battle for us. The great preacher, Baptist preacher, Charles Spurgeon uh, said once, if you can end an argument with a bitter word, pray to God you don't say it. Now I, re- I read that a couple of times, and it really got at me. If you can end an argument with one bitter word, Pray to God you don't say it. Well, I pray all the time, I don't know about you, not to say anything bitter. Don't always get it right. But there is a guy in the Bible, King David, who often got this right. He's Such an incredible inspiration to me when I read about King David. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at a passage in the Bible, which is in 2 Samuel chapter 16 verse 5 to 12 so if you can just open your pew bibles for me we'll have a look on your phones if you've got a bible app and it's 2 samuel chapter 16 verse 5 to 12 i'll just give you a bit of context before i read it out to you so david when he was a child he was anointed by the prophet samuel to be king of israel and as he grew up, he became a mighty warrior for King Saul. But there was some jealousy there, and King Saul tried to kill David on numerous occasions. And what's funny is that there were two occasions where King David could have killed Saul, King Saul. But he didn't. He showed absolute grace and humility. He wouldn't harm God's servant. And that's why he's such an inspiration to me, because he, he continuously submitted to God... And he trusted in God. And that's what a lot of his psalms are about. They're the emotion side. But often it would, most of his psalms end with this trust. So in this context, King David yet again. Somebody is unfairly treating him. And this time it's his own son. His son's called Absalom. And he's trying to overthrow him. And King David has fled the situation. He's on the run with his guard and he comes across someone else who wants to treat him unfairly. So I'll read you the text. As King David approached Bahurim, a man from the same clan as Saul's family came out from there. His name was Shimi, son of Girah, and he cursed as he came out. He pelted David and all the king's <coughs> officials with stones. Though all the troops and the special guard were on David's right hand left. As he cursed, Shimei said, Get out, get out you murderer, you scoundrel. The Lord has repaid you for all the blood you shed in the household of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. The Lord has given the kingdom into the hands of your son Absalom. You have come to ruin because you're a murderer. Then Abashi, son of Zeruah, said to the king, "'Why should this dead dog curse my lord, the king? "'Let me go over and cut off his head.' "'But the king said, "'What does this have to do with you, you sons of Zerua? "'If he is cursing because the Lord said to him, "'Curse David,' who can ask, "'Why do you do this?' "'David then said to Abishai and all his officials, "'My son, my own flesh and blood is trying to kill me. "'How much more than this Benjamite? "'Leave him alone. "'Let him curse.' For the Lord has told him to. It may be that the Lord will look upon my misery and restore to me his covenant blessing instead of his curse today. So what's happening here? You've got David, King David, on the run, fleeing from his son, who's trying to overthrow his throne. And then as he's running, his guards are surrounding him and he comes across this a guy called Shimei from the same tribe as King Saul. Now what Shimei has assumed here is that King David has had something to do with King Saul's death when he took over the kingdom. And King David didn't have anything to do with King Saul's death, but this Benjamite thinks he has. So he's hurling abuse. He's treating him really unfairly because he doesn't know all the facts. And that's often the case, isn't it? When, we, when we're persecuted or somebody's having a go at us, they don't always know all the facts. Sometimes when we have a go at other people, we don't know all the facts. So his guard, Abishai, has turned around now and said, don't take that, don't take that off that guy. Let me go over and kill him. And King David has said, no, if God's allowed this to happen... Maybe something good will come out of it. And I think this is profound. So, what we're going to do is we're going to partially reenact this, if that's okay. So, I'm looking for three volunteers. Somebody to be King David. Who wants to be King David? Hands up. Come on, help me out, or I'll have to nominate. <laughs> King David, come on. to be up to be King David, rather than shimmy. Thank you, David. thank you. You're not going to have to do anything. You're just going to need to sit down, and I'll give you some humiliating clothes to wear.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Oh dear. Got a broken. Got a sign. Broken. Uh, Oh no, there we go. And who would like to be Shimmy? Okay, John, husband, please come out here and help me. <laughs> and who would like to be the King's Guard? Oh, thank you, Teresa, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. So if you sit here, John, just yep. so at the end, and actually, if you're okay to sit by here fab. And Teresa, if you sit right here. Uh, Rose between two thorns. It's just, like a, a just a bit more accurate considering your guard and the king. So there's your helmet. Very fetching. Just like those my pony. So we've got Shimmy, the person who's throwing stones, at King David, and this is Abashi, the guard. So what I want us to think about is who represents what on this card right so we've got the world okay who in this situation represents the world any ideas shimi that's interesting because it could be abashi or shimi for the purpose of this sermon i'm going to go with abashi is the world Okay, but they're interchangeable. I'll explain that in a minute. Who do you think is the person who represents Christ? There we go. Fabulous, King David. And who's right. the critical person? <laughs>
2: All right. <It's> not <laughs>
1: Enough of that. Not trying to say anything though. Okay basically here then, the world The world will often say, don't take any messing, stand up for yourself. Now, and this is what Aba, she's saying, really. And then you've got often, again, this can be the world, can't it? A critical person, not seeing the whole situation and hurling <coughs> insults or jumping to conclusions or hurling accusations. And then you've got, this lovely, lovely King David is <laughs> acting with lots of grace and humility, okay, <laughs> saying <laughs> I'm not going to defend myself on this, I'm going to leave it with God. So just for a minute, just have a think, I'm just going to be completely quiet now, just have a think about who you think you are in this situation. Now, I must confess, as I said earlier, I'm often like the world. Somebody comes up against me, I think, don't take any mess in, and often I'll react, and I'll say something that I don't mean, because I'll be getting defensive. I'm hoping I'm not too much of a critical person anymore. I don't know how you are, but what I do know, I don't know about you, but I wanna be more like Christ. I wanna show that humility. And that grace and that trust when people do come up against me that's what i hope for us really okay thank you very much guys thank you. well done thank you thanks you can keep the you keep he's gonna keep it is he <laughs> <laughs> so yes as we said king david is you know exercised great humility he didn't react, did he, to, um, to shimmy, throwing stones at him and hurling, you know, unfair accusations. But I do think to myself, what was really going through his mind? Was he that humble, really? You know, was it the fact that he was reacting, but was he reacting in the inside, just not on the outside? I think we can get some indication of how he may have been feeling by looking at Psalm 3. So, if we turn to our Bibles, please, and have a look at Psalm 3. I'll read it to you. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you, Lord, are my shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to you, Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lay down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. So we can see here, by looking at this psalm, that he did react. But he didn't react at that person. He didn't react to shimmy. He went away and reacted with god he spoke the truth to god of how he was feeling not the person who was being unfair to him he took his troubles to the lord he didn't try and hide his feelings now i don't know about you but i was brought up to believe that there was some honor and integrity about going to the person who's hurting you seems quite honest doesn't it you know, if someone's being mean, you don't know, go and talk about behind their back, you know, going to them, confronting them, there's some, there seems to be something quite decent about that. But the problem is some people, no matter what you say, they're not gonna change their mind about what they think. Some people, they're just out to harm you. It doesn't matter what you say, it doesn't matter what you do. They're gonna do what they do anyway and you're going to be absolutely wasting your time by reacting, actually. Some people, they'll twist what you say, and they'll just try and fit their own, fit what you say to their own agenda. And we saw that with Christ, didn't we, before he was crucified. He didn't say anything. And that could have been an opportunity when they were saying, crucify him, crucify him. He could have you know, reigned fire from heaven, he could have reacted, he could have done anything. But he knew the hearts of the people. Time for talking was over. And sometimes we have that in life, where people will come up against us, and there's absolutely no point in saying anything. So let's look back at this psalm. How did King David have that humility? How did he encourage himself, and how did he react how did what did he do well for starters if you look at verse 3 he remembered that god would protect him if we go back to verse 3 but the lord uh, but you lord are a shield around me so he remembered god could protect him if you look at verse 4 it says I call out to you, Lord. And he answers me from his holy mountain. I call out to you, Lord. He remembers that God hears our prayers. In verse five, I lay down and sleep and I wake again because the Lord sustains me. He remembers that God gives us strength to endure. And ultimately in verse seven, he remembers that God can deliver him from any situation. So God can deliver us from any situation. David comforts himself by hoping that God will somehow bring good out of the situation. He says that when um, Shimi was being rude to him, he said, you know, maybe God will bring blessing from this. And I wonder whether we can see bad situations the same if we're being treated badly in work or by another member of our family maybe we can look at that situation and think you know well god can bring good from that he can bring good from it whether it be he helps you become more of a patient person or that he helps you become more christ-like he'll help you to endure you know there can always be good that can come out of difficult situations and God can make that happen. I pray that whatever difficulties we're going through, that we'll lean on God and not succumb to our pride. And that we may see, like David, we might see God in every circumstance. Now what's interesting about this story is that King David... Um, you know he was untreated he was treated unfairly by shimmy shimmy later on in the in the chapter did a complete 360 completely changed how he was presenting himself to King him, david and i want to read that to you again 2 samuel chapter 19 verse 18 to 20 let's have a look at it so it says when shimmy son of gira crossed the Jordan he fell prostrate before the king and said to him may my Lord not hold me guilty do not remember how your servant did wrong on the day my Lord the king left Jerusalem may the king put it out of his, his mind for I your servant know that I have sinned but today I have come here as the first from the tribes of Joseph to come down And meet my Lord the King. Now that might not always happen in our situations. We hope it does, don't we? You know if someone's uh, treating you unfairly and you trust in God to bring good out of that situation. It doesn't mean that always that that person's going to all of a sudden say sorry for what they've done. Sometimes that will happen. Sometimes it won't. But again we trust that God will bring good out of that situation and that he will give you strength to endure the situation. So God stayed faithful and brought King David through the trial. And so we can have faith that God will deliver us from trials in his timing. We don't always need to react in tough situations, but we can trust God will bring good out of all situations. And, you know, the story that comes to mind is the story of Joseph. That's a perfect example, isn't he? when all his brothers sold him into state slavery, and when they were later reunited, he said what you meant for bad, God meant for good.